we want to talk about the topic of the wonder of the church. We are in a series about miracles, and for me personally, one of the biggest miracles is the church itself. And we're going to find out why. But first, we want to welcome also the microchurches, uh, the English microchurches. Let's say hi from the hall here. Let us give a big hand. It's great that you're here, that you're connected. Welcome to everybody watching online. It's just great that we are a big family connected through the techniques, but uh, above all, connected through the Holy Spirit. So when we talk about miracles, there's many ways to, to look at miracles. Many, many of us, uh, we long for a miracle in our personal lives. But when we talk about the wonder of the church, for me personally, church is an incredible miracle. Look at this wonderful house of God. Isn't it beautiful? Yeah, it, it looks not so, I mean, it doesn't look spectacular, but it's often just the way churches are, okay? It doesn't look spectacular, but it's absolute, it's an absolute miracle that church is here. And uh, when we look at our lives, many of us have different experiences about churches. We've seen small churches, as you see in the picture. There's just so many kinds of churches. We have huge churches all around the world, international churches. Every language has its own church. There are elderly people in churches. Young people are in churches. Theologically speaking, there's so many uh, aspects of churches that come together all around the globe. It's very different. And many of you, maybe you cannot say, yeah, the church is a miracle. Church was awesome to me. For some of us, church was also a place where we uh, experienced abuse, where we experienced disappointment, leaders that failed. So it's not only just positive and a miracle and yeah, happy clappy. But let, let us talk about church and the miracle of church. We realize it's actually a huge miracle that church is still here. When Jesus left this earth, he placed the kingdom of God in the hands of a few people, and he said, go all around the world and make people to disciples until the end of the, of the world, and that's where we are today. Church is still here. The cross is a symbol everyone on this planet knows it's connected to Jesus Christ. That was not normal. That's not normal. I mean, we talk about the miracle that it really happened. We are 2,000 years after Jesus, and we talk about that as if it was just clear. But actually, it's a miracle. It's a huge miracle that church is still here. And it's only possible because of a few other miracles that happened on the way. And I want to talk about that today together with you. Okay, you ready to dive in? The first big miracle about the church is the most central uh, miracle about the church. It's Jesus Christ himself, okay? Many friends of me, they often say, and I say too, the best thing about church is Jesus. <laughs> yeah, so Heinz in the first row, <laughs> the, the, the elderly people, they know there's so many disappointments on the way. There's so many people who failed, also myself, in the church. It's just the best thing about church is really Jesus. But you can also look at it not from the point of view of disappointment. You can look at it from the point of view of vision. The best thing about church is Jesus Christ. Not because we people fail, but because Jesus said it, he put it there, and it's still here, and he is the one who started it, and he's the one who will fulfill it. So the biggest miracle about church is the life, 
the birth, the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Even the way he was born, I mean, be, being born by a, a virgin, no one else ever did that, okay? <laughs> then he was, uh, he, he, there was astronomic phenomenons happening uh, during Beth, in Bethlehem during his birth. Uh, astrophysics, they still know until today, it was so special when Jesus was born. The star of Bethlehem is actually proven that it existed as an astronomic phenomenon. So it's a huge miracle, even the birth of Jesus. Then his life, he, he brought dead people to life. He, did, uh, he healed the sick and he raised people from the dead. So, I mean, that's just full of miracles. But when we look at his resurrection, that is a, a really important point. And that's the point where some people say it's not true and others say it's true. A philo philosopher, a German philosopher, he said the following sentence, look at it at the wall. Christian faith is to believe in the resurrection of Jesus. That is really the, the, narrow, the narrow point, the narrow gate for intellectuals, the resurrection of Jesus. People who think intellectually, they often cannot believe it because you have to believe it. It's not a proof, but you have to believe it. And so the first miracle of the church is that Jesus Christ was born, he lived, he died at the cross and he was resurrected and he still lives until today. That's the biggest miracle of church ever. And when we talk about that, we have to be aware that it's not just the resurrection. It says the resurrection of Jesus started a movement, the biggest spiritual movement we have. How did it start? Or what did Jesus do? Let us read in Acts 4. It says, this Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders, which has become the cornerstone. And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. So the wonder of church is that Jesus is simultaneously the foundation and the building owner. So Jesus Christ, he is the foundation of the house of God. He is there and everything that came afterwards was built on the resurrection of Jesus, on his life, on his power. But Jesus is not just only the foundation, he is also the building owner. Have you ever seen a building that is the same way? <laughs> the foundation is in the same, in the same time, also the building owner. <laughs> I, I, I built a house with my family and we put in the foundation, we put a Bible there. And I believe it's very flat now. So if, if the foundation is at the same time the building owner, that's just, it's a miracle. How can it be? And that's really awesome, the picture of Jesus Christ being the one that is the foundation of everything we are part of today, the house of God. And he is the one who builds this house. You know, as it says here in the verse, it is the, he is the one who brings salvation to the people. So when we go on, we have to talk about the people. And you and me, we are stones in the picture of the house of God. You are a stone, okay? <laughs> you feel it? <laughs> You're as hard as a stone. Sometimes it's true in the head, okay? <laughs> when we walk around in our lives, there's many challenges, and there's also many slogans where people want to sell you something because you need something, you need to be happy, and there are drinks. They say, we will give you wings. 
You know those drinks? <laughs> we will give you wings, okay? Maybe your life is heavy. Maybe you need some energy. We will give you wings, okay? That's such a good, great message, okay? We need good messages as, as uh, stones, okay? And there's another slogan. Um, I have to, to look it up because I don't remember it. There's another slogan that says, for kids, oh, kids and grown-ups love it so, the happy world of... Yeah, <laughs> Harry Bow, okay? So there's always slogans, there's messages, there's, uh, there's messages coming along our ways as we are on our way as people and as human beings. In my life, it was, I had a hard time when I realized I don't even have a vision. I have a lack of purpose in my life that was 20, 24 years ago. And I was alone in my room. I, didn't, I realized I don't have a purpose and a, a vision for my life. I had sin in my life. I didn't know what to do with it. My life felt really heavy. So it doesn't help you if they say, we will give you wings. We love it so. It's just happy clappy. That doesn't help you. What message does help you? It's the message of the church. The message of the church is not just any message. It is a power of God message, and that is the second or the third miracle of the church. It is the, the message that we have. The message is the power of God. Let's read in Romans 1, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith, as it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. So the, the message of the church is not just words. The message of the church is the power of God that changes people's lives. That's what happened in my life. And that's what happens in everyone's life. If you need salvation for your heavy stone life, you have to go to Jesus Christ, kneel to the cross and say, Jesus, here I am, here is my heavy life, and I hand it over to you. And I do this every week, almost every day, that I bring my sin to Jesus, that I confess my sin. At the moment, I'm really challenged with, with uh, stuff in my body that doesn't work well. I, I offend people around me that I don't want to offend, that I actually want to love. And I say, Jesus, here is my life. It's heavy as a stone. I hand it over to you. And then we realize the power of God's message. It's not just the message. It changes lives. And we hand our lives over to Jesus. He will bring it to life. What was dead will be alive. And he places you in the family of God, in the house of God. And your minus becomes a plus, And you're welcomed in the house of God with the cross of Jesus in the center. And that's a miracle. It's not just a message. It's power that is happening in your heart, in your body, in your soul. And you become a living stone in the house of God. And that is so exciting. That is the power of God's message that we have as a church. And it brings with, it, with itself the next miracle, the next wonder of the church, that we are simultaneously building blocks and also co-builders. We will look at that later. The verse that we read it now first is the first Peter 2. It says, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, 
offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable, acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. We are living stones. He will place you in his house. And because you are a living stone, he can replace you every day because you ask, Jesus, where do I serve most? And he will place you in his house, in his family. He will place you with other people. He will look at you and say, well, Michi, what, where could I use him, okay? So he uses you here or the next time next to someone else, and you will realize there's also other people who can even be put upon you. And that is so awesome. We are living stones. And in the same way, and that's the miracle I want to talk about, we are also co-builders. Jesus Christ uses us as builders. In the next verse, um, in 1 Corinthians, um, Paul talks about the word builder. I am a builder, and it says architecton. So we are, in the same moment, we are living stones and also builders. That would be awesome to have a house like that. If you build a house, they will bring blocks of stone, you place them there, and the stones will start to build themselves. That would be awesome, okay? Very cheap. But this is the miracle of the church. That what happens here in the church. You will be placed in the house of God, and you will start to build the house by your power, your resources, your time, your energy. And that is so exciting. That's a miracle only Jesus can do. So whatever you have, your gifts, your talents, your resources, your time, Jesus will place you and he will build his house with you. A few days ago, just around 10, 10 days ago, we were in the, in the ICF camp in Italy and I was so excited about the beauty of church. If you go on a holiday with a few people, you get to know each other more, you spend time together and I wanna show you a few pictures like uh, in the house of your grandfather who will show pictures now, I will show you pictures of the beauty of the living stones in our church. You ready? Okay. I will sit down like a grandfather and tell you the stories <laughs> about the beauty in our church. First person, Roger Haas, maybe you haven't seen him, but he has been here for decades in ICF. I remember him being behind the bar selling things about 20 years ago, and he can only walk with the help, and he arrived there in Italy excited, positive. Every morning he was so happy to be part of the family of God, and it's just, he's a living stone of our church, and I love it, okay? You can give a hand to Roger. You know, I, I just picked a few stones, okay? Don't be offended if it's not you. It's just a few stones that I got to know that were next to me, okay? In a huge building, not every stone is next to you, but a few were next to me, and I picked those. Next story, Daniel Troxel. He is Troxel, that sounds great in English. Troxel in Swiss German, Troxel. Okay, Daniel is here every Sunday morning. He helps up to build everything in the logistics teams. He's so He's so faithful, he's positive, and his thankfulness really excited me. A father who is a, he, he doesn't have a wife anymore, so he's really excited with his teenagers. He brought so much of generosity and thankfulness in our camp. That was just awesome. A hand for Daniel. <laughs> Maya Rusht, she's, she's also been here for many years. She brought her friend um, from her neighborhood. 
um, a single mom as well, and her friend came to the church, didn't know Jesus really well. She decided to follow Jesus, and she was baptized by Maya in Italy, in the, in the Mediterranean Sea. That was so awesome. And at the same time, she even baptized her son, Luke. And so she, she was just an exciting person in the camp, baptizing two people from her neighborhood. That was really awesome. A hand for Maya, the living stone in our church. Samuel and Dennis Berger, they've been here for years. And Samuel talk, to, uh, told me a story of his life. He's been challenged uh, with his health throughout the last months and years. And he said, if, I, if God wouldn't have let it happen that I'm really sick on my skin, I wouldn't have realized the peace of God that is possible even in sickness. And his story touched me. And it was just awesome to have them with us. They're so welcoming. They've been leading small groups in our church. They are living stones, and they're really beautiful. If the mother and the daughter stand next to each other, you don't even know who is who. <laughs> <laughs> A hand for the family Berger. The next family. Max and Katja Muka, they're from the English community. Also, Sunday morning, they, they go back and forth. They've been moving to Switzerland two years ago from the USA. And when the Ukrainian war started, they decided to, to help out in the church wherever they can. And they started to translate. They started small groups uh, for Ukrainian people to be part of this church. And when they came here, they looked for a church where they could be like married to. So that touched me when they formulated that sentence. They said, we, we, we see church so full of commitment, we want to be married. We know there's always challenge in a church, in the house of God, but we see it like a marriage. We want to make it better, and we're committed to this church. And it's really awesome to have them in the house of God. A hand for the Muka family. Andy and Claudia Zimmermann, they experienced a great story. One of their kids got sick in the camp, and a few people stood around him and prayed for him, the little boy in the center. And uh, he experienced like that he was healed during the camp. And uh, when they were driving back to Switzerland, the small boy, he preached to his family and said, did you know I have a living God? He is my savior, he's my healer, and he is my salvation. And I was excited about that, okay? A hand to the Zimmerman family. Janice Brown was there for the teenagers, and wherever she was, there was action. And wherever she was, there were 50 other teenagers. And I just loved her, loved her commitment for, for other people to serve them. And Jana next to her, she was also one of the girls that was getting baptized in the camp. So thank you, Janice. <laughs> Peter and Angela, Angela Müller, they joined ICF online through, throughout the last two years. They didn't know about ICF, joined us online on YouTube. They live in Germany. They started to watch uh, ICF celebrations regularly. And they came to the camp without even knowing one person, just me and Sarah and a few people who are online as pastors. And they were shocked because they thought our um, high German that we speak is the Swiss German. And uh, they didn't understand any word at the beginning when he started to speak Swiss German. And they were shocked. They said, we, we wanted to join and get to know people, and now we don't even understand the word. And they stayed there, and they're part of our church family. So give a hand to the Millers. 
The last family is Beat and Christa Scheidecker. They, they run a microchurch, started also during the, the lockdown season in Switzerland. And they opened up their hearts, their home for people around there from neighborhood. And they uh, took in, they take in children that cannot even be shown because they have so um, crazy backgrounds and they are placed in their family to get a new hope, a new family. And I just love their generosity and the way they open up for people's lives. And this is awesome. Thank you, family Scheidecker. So why do I tell so many stories? I think it's the best illustration you can get for the beauty of the church. We are all living stones placed in the house of God. There are people next to us. We support each other. We shine the beauty of God in this world. And it's really awesome. So take a look at this wonderful house. Isn't it beautiful? to be part of God's house. Sometimes the beauty is attacked, okay? So when we talk about beautiful stories, we also realize the church is under attack. And the attacks come not only from outside, also from inside. Let us see what is the attack from outside. One of the biggest attacks the church was going through was the, the, the persecution of Christians. The persecution of Christians started just when Jesus left, and wouldn't they, if, if they wouldn't have been um, faithful to God's commandment to leave Jerusalem, I don't believe the church would still exist. So the persecution was really an attack, but it made the church even stronger. And as we talk today, we know that 360 million Christians all around the globe are being persecuted to be part of God's family. It hasn't stopped, it's even worse than ever. And Christians are the most persecuted spiritual family all around the globe. The other attack is from inside. There was the, the Crusades. The Crusades was a huge attack on the church. The Crusades for me was from inside because it, Crusades were a perversion of the message of God. It came with, with, um, with power to kill people if they would not join the family of God. What a perversion of God's love. And that's what we also go through now in Europe, in Switzerland, that it's an attack from the church comes from inside, that people pervert the message of Jesus Christ and get close to the spirit of the times we have, the times we live in, and let us be aware that the, that the attacks also come from inside. So the miracle of the church is that we overcome attacks from outside, from inside, and the third attack is that we have human failure. When I joined ICF, it was finished with perfection, okay? When you joined ICF, it got even worse. So, <laughs> Wherever we go as Christians, when we are part of the house of God, we fail. And we want to do the best as the living stones, but we fail. And it's normal. But sometimes it's really awful what happens in the church. And there are attacks because of human failure. But Jesus even helped us to overcome. And he can help you to overcome when you were disappointed from church. So, there are attacks. And that one of the miracles we also go through is... I think the, the challenges that the, the time now brings with it is that 
the, the church is ready to overcome challenges of this time as well. We can know from history, 2,000 years it was possible to overcome it by the Spirit of God. Because we are not just any house, we are the house of God. It's the house of, it's a temple of the Holy Spirit. So we know we are ready also for the times we live in. We are ready. Jesus will help us to replace the building. ICF has been replaced all over the last two years, even more until up today. We have gone through all the rooms, all the ministry. We have to replace everything. We have online, okay, now we have microchurches, and we don't know where to go. It's just a mess, you know? But, and we work hard, and we need more people everywhere. But I know the challenges of this time will be able to be overcome in the church because we are living stones. We are not just dead stones. We are living stones filled with the Spirit. And another way of building the house of God is that we build our own house at home and we build it on the foundation of Jesus as well. That's also a way the wonder of the church happens. That you at your home, you say, Jesus Christ is the foundation of my life, of my home. For every room, Jesus is the king and my house is a house of God as well. So Debbie, you will talk about it. Let's give a big hand to Debbie. She will talk about Building the house of God. Yeah. Debbie, go on. You, you're so excited about building the house of God. And that was um, just fascinating. We talked at the party. Um, yeah, tell the people how you do it. How do you build the house of God? I will read it. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> I'm really proud of you. Let's give a big hand. She tries in English. She wrote it, everything down. It was perfectly uh, prepared, much better than I was prepared today. Oh. <laughs> yeah, every word is there, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. In summer 2021, um, my husband and I went on a hike. Our three children were at Oneiti Camp and Camp Rock. So it was just the two of us. On this hike, my husband and I thought about our children's strengths, gifts, and visions. When we came back, we blessed and oiled all rooms at home. And then I made posters with the children's strengths, gifts, and visions written, written on them. I hung up the posters on each child's bedroom door. This was also when we started a Saturday routine of taking communion together and blessing one another. Mm. Wow, it's really beautiful. Uh, yeah, it's just beautiful to see your children, the posters you made, and to know you bless them and you, you are such a great family and you built this house with the different rooms. It's just what we talked about. You built the house of God on the foundation of Jesus in your home. So how do you do it in the church? You do the same thing also in the church. Let's talk about that. Um, yes, uh, this I will make um, that we um, spoke life of words into our home and also that we baptized Leon and Yamina in the Atlantic of Ocean mm. and Yael got baptized at the 180 camp. And for me, this is what I, it means to build the church in, in the family. Mm. And God has sent people across our path to, who are open to Jesus 
and investing in these people is also building the church mm -hmm. for me. For me too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> church yeah. is people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and going to a small group and getting to know Jesus better and being there for each other is also to building church. Wow, thank you so much, Debbie, for sharing your heart. Well done. <laughs> thank you, Debbie. <laughs> you know, I talked to Debbie at, at the birthday party and I was touched because I had this picture in my mind for the message and she talks exactly about that, building the house, blessing every room. And I believe it starts in your own personal life to be build the house of God, to build your life on the foundation of Jesus because when you do that, you become a living stone. Before that, you will be next to the house or you will be a dead stone that was just placed there and still is there but doesn't help anymore because the building changed. So let us be living stones in the hands of Jesus. He is the building owner and he replaces everything when times change like today. He has to be ready, able to, to take stones in his hands who are ready who are living stones, who can be replaced, who are able to, hand it, to handle it, that they are replaced all and all and over again. Because the church needs to be changed. It cannot stay the same. And it starts with Jesus to be a living stone in your house, at home, and also in the church ICF. We face challenges today that we need every living stone also in the ICF church. And I don't want to talk about how you can do it and what you have to do because I believe you've heard it several times that we really need you, want you to be an active part of this church. And I just invite you to sit there. What is Jesus telling you today? You will listen to it because he will tell you. You know, we, 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 we have to start just today in our personal life by saying, Jesus, here I am. I give you the permission to talk to me. Place me in your house. Maybe he talks to you about your personal life, about your house, about your friends, about your family. Maybe he talks to you about ICF, about this community, about the new ministry, whatever. But Jesus will talk today. That's what I believe. Because he has the greater vision over the house of God than we could ever imagine. And I believe he will whisper some words through the Holy Spirit now this afternoon to, to make you a living stone, to give you a place. Even if you don't live here for a long time, there's ways to be part of the house of God. There's always a way. If you have facing challenges in your life, facing um, language barriers, whatever is going on in your life, I believe you have an active part in the house of God. So let us pray, you can be, remain seated. Even if you watch online, stay active because we go in a part where we wanna be active, okay? Jesus, thank you that we can be part of your house. You are our foundation and you're also the building owner and I ask you, Holy Spirit, you're the one who lives in this house of God. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. I ask you that you whisper to every single person now about the calling, about the place where we should move to, what we can do in our lives, what we have to stop doing. 
Jesus, we, we are ready to be living stones in your hand. And I place my life in your hands because I know I'm, my, my life is in your hands. It's the best place to be. The best place to be in this house of God, surrounded by people who have the same Father. To have people on my left and my right. So just remain praying, listening to the Holy Spirit. The band will start playing. And then later on we will pray together, okay? But now just take your time, listen to the voice of God. What, he, what is He telling you today? Hey, thanks for watching. Hey, our passion for people is that we see them grow in their relationship with Jesus, live fearlessly and influence their people and the surrounding in a positive way. And if you would like to be part of that vision, we thank you so much for your financial support because that would make it possible. I hope that this message spoke to you really. And if you don't have subscribed to our channel, please do this. And it's always a big blessing. Maybe you know some people in your neighborhood or in your friendship the, that podcast could be a very well cool thing just share the link because it's pretty pretty easy and I'm looking forward to see you again tune in and God bless you and see you soon bye bye